Count us off, bro. Brendo, 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 Brendo. Where's all the Brendo men come? Oscar Olympics, depression and fun. Where's all the Brendo men come? Oscar Olympics, depression and fun. Where's all the Brendo men come? Oscar Olympics, depression and fun. Where's all the Brendo men come? Oscar Olympics depression and funds. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine, y'all. Oscar, <laughs> that's where we're going for the Oscar Olympics. I'm excited. Yeah. This is the year. This is the Olympics. Olympic year two thousand for the Oscars. I'm excited. I can't wait. But we jumped the gun. What is this? What are we doing? It's Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm his brother. Let's just leave it at that. You don't want your name out there? I want my name out there, dude. My name is my name, and that's all I have. But you're famous. Portland famous. You got it tattooed on you. What does Portland famous mean? I don't know. Exactly. That's what it means. That's why it's a funny tattoo. Yeah, here we are. You have a company, Portland Famous? Portland Famous Comedy, LLC. Nice. Gonna get a lot of deductions, because 2020 was not a good year for comedy. Well, that's a good way to protect yourself. All my losses this year are probably going to be what gets us over the hump from having to owe. Taxes suck. Now, this, is, this is not a tax cast. What is this? What kind of podcast is this? We, we sang about it. We're doing Oscar Olympics. Yeah. What is that? Well, we talk about the best. Um, we vote on the, the best. best of the best. Best of the best. The best during an Olympic cycle, but for movies. Yeah. So there's the pre-trial. There's the Oscar Olympic trials, which is we're going to go year by year and see did the winners make it. Are they going to make it to the medal round? Because sometimes Oscars fuck up. I think they did a lot in these this 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 year, years. So this brings us from pretty much Titanic to Fight Club in my mind, right? Yeah. Well, two thousand mm-hmm. into two thousand into two thousand. Yeah. Well, the Oscars from two thousand are from nineteen ninety nine, though. No, the years nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. Okay. 2000. Well, I hope you got better notes than I do on 2000. I told you the years. Hey, it. we'll get there. But before that, we got to talk about depression and funds. Well, I mean, it hasn't been super funds. We've been snowed in. We had the great Portland snowed... Ice storm. Speaking of Oscar Olympics, Ang Lee's the ice storm. Covered. I didn't even think about the ice storm. Well, I mean, 200,000 people without power. We were not. We could have released this on time. Yeah, we were just kind of lazy. We're we're in close. I don't know why. How do you think? Why do you think we were spared from power outages? Well, Two hundred thousand. We, we didn't get the worst of the storm here where we live. We're closer to the water, so it's a little warmer, a little less snowfall. We didn't see any of the ice storm that took out a lot of the power. Well, the ice is like. Wet snow becomes ice, snap freezes, you get freezing rain, just trees break because of the weight. You didn't get a lot of the fallen trees. There were fallen trees, bro. Did you not walk like, around the neighborhood? Well, not like a ton, like in some places. Down Barber, it was like, yeah, it's wild. Anyway, we survived. We survived. Almost ran out of pot. We had to go on an expedition for weed. We wanted an expedition in a big truck. You went four-wheel driving. That was in the worst part of the snow day. We survived. We also got groceries. I feel like I've been living at that grocery store. Man, because of the power outages, it was a trip. Because in the early COVID, the stores were just wiped because people were, like, stocking up. That was wild. Uh, But it was even more wild because of the power outage. 
and like the meat case empty dairy empty frozen stuff cleared out not because it was overbought just because it's like they had to get rid of it i was reading a news article just today about people were pissed off they just threw away all the food they didn't give it to like i know and then it was in a it was in a big dumpster the hollywood one yeah and it's like you know cold refrigerator temperatures so people were like hey get on down here it's like the ultimate dumpster dive jackpot this is like the ducktail scrooge mcduck (laughs) money bin like this is the big score this is like oceans 11 fucking dumpster diving they sent fucking cops to protect the bin from people eating the food and that's america fucking sucks well i remember we had to like at Burger King, they're very strict about the food waste. We had to throw it away. We couldn't give it away. It's just capital, and that's how it is. It's like the people, the managers are just the worst job because they have to be like, "Listen, I agree, but I report to you know the regional. Regional supports to you know." So we had to count the food waste at the end of the night. Yeah, everyone does that. It's bullshit, so bullshit, bro. Fucking bullshit, capitalism. This fucking sucks, bro. So, I don't know, and it's been... My- the people are angry. Like, I was on a team meeting today, and I was just like, hey, guys, great news. Um, there's about, you know, 25 of you, 28 of you. Um, we got 2% raises last year. We're great. It's great to be employed, but uh, amongst the 24 of you, you know, f- four of you are going to get, you know, a 5% raise, but you have to do this nine-page portfolio and... The, and everyone, everyone revolted. People were like, no, this is ridiculous. We should be getting 5% raises every year. And I was just like, I agree with the spirit, but I'm like, we signed up to play the game of capitalism with a big C, and the game fucking sucks, but I like that people are angry about it. Like, it was Well, wild. I mean, we're living in a world where wages have either stagnated or gone down. Yeah. And, every, and cost of living has gone up every year. And it's becoming, we're reaching a breaking point. I mean, COVID has shown, I mean, like, people are fucked. And, like, I mean, like, I mean, we're all fucked. I should have bought GameStop at five. (laughs) Should have bought Amazon stock in 1998. Yeah, why didn't you? You've been on that Amazon forever. I don't know. I I can't go down that road. Shut up. I didn't have money when I was 18. This is stupid. One of the most one of the one of the funniest stories, and it, it, it like it's just a gut punch. Is um, I had a buddy in college who had got as many scholarships as he could, pretty much paid out of pocket for his school, but still always every year for four years took out his maximum loans and bought and just scrolled it away, and then he graduated in like oh four. And just bought as much Google and Apple stock as he could with like his like forty thousand dollars worth of aggregate student loans, and he's never worked really since then. Jeez. And I'm just like, is this way you go to Berkeley and you're like, I can get good grades, but like, I'm obviously not the smartest person in the room there. Well, yeah, shit. like I think about like if I had in 1998, if I had taken the money I blew on like because I, I got like a credit card and I just blew it on bullshit I remember I went to Toys R Us and spent $200 like what the fuck was I doing yes. and like if I had spent that on Amazon stock in 1998 I'd be a very rich man who what fucking seniors buying Amazon stock in 98 people did good on them good on them I'm just like what I regret is like Facebook really started popping like my last year of college and I was a student orientation counselor at Berkeley in the Bay Area where Facebook is from and we immediately like Facebook dropped you could still link it to use we immediately went, and this was my idea we were like every student orientation date we're going to create a Facebook group every student orientation counselor directs students to that group so when they get back to campus you know because orientation over the summer one well, of the big pains of orientation, you go there, make good friends, never see them again. So we created Facebook groups for every single orientation group, and it was amazing. People loved it. And I was just like, dude, that's a good story, a good portfolio. Why didn't I start working at Facebook? But in my brain, I'm like, I'm not a computer scientist. But I'm like, I have I mean, friends. You could be a, you could be a social friends. media guy. I, know I have friends that I people. supervised, you know, at Cal, you know, in that position that, like, 
you know, started out in, like, they all started, a bunch of them, they had, like, English degrees, and they started, like, working for, like, Google AdWorks. And they're, like, homeowners in Coronado now. <laughs> and I'm like, nice. But guess what? My life's been crazy fun. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun, and I can say that, and a lot of people I know haven't. I've done a lot what of do you want? What do you want, a mortgage and stock options, or do you want to go live in Harbin, the ice city, come to a crisis of faith, find your sexuality... <laughs> uh, have a spring break in Fresno. Meet your, um, you know, your heroes. Um, live the dream. You know, you basically invented podcasting. <laughs> um, you got all kinds of trauma that makes you sensitive and empathetic in ways that you know ninety percent of the world will never understand. Is it worth it, bro? I, I think so. I mean, I don't have Hell any other... Yes! Sure. Yes! Yes! Why Speaking is it not worth it? Oh, you didn't do a tra- you drop in a transition here? No, I was just saying trauma. I had a good friend pass away. Oh, yeah. Depression and funds. R.I.P. Smiles. Smiles and um, fan- friends of this pod- fans of this podcast, if you've been listening since the old, old, old days, he appeared on this show a few times. And we often disagreed about from his. What's his most memorable podcast moment? Defending George W. Bush. That's his most memorable. (laughs) I I think that was what we talked about. That's mostly we talked about politics. It's a terribly sad story. Like you know, brain cloud, pretty much. It was a brain something. A brain something suddenly didn't have any like diagnosis. Just took him out. He was what playing with his kids when he when he yeah literally. He had three young kids, and that's how the Godfather went out. Brando, he's a longtime member of the Brando Man. But think about that, like you know, as a father, like if I'm gonna go out, I want to go out, you know, playing with my kids. But is that gonna traumatize your kid for the rest of their life? (sighs) There are strengths to that, like in the Harry Potter world, you know, they'll be able to see Thrustles. I am glad I didn't... I wasn't around when Dad died, didn't see him. Don't have that imprinted in my brain. Didn't have to live with, like, our our golden god being a broken man for probably the rest of his life. I know people that have had, like, lost parents, like, long-term yeah, illness. What if Dad had survived, but, like, was completely debilitating and got, like, fat and angry that and been more conservative? Awful. Ugh. He went out, did he went out? He went out pretty peak. He was training for Iron Man Triathlon. Yeah, but he'd already fucking surfed the world and fucking scuba dove and... Did a lot of shit. Made us. We're pretty cool. Played rugby. I guess you could... You only want want to hope that you're your parents' greatest accomplishment. (laughs) Right? I don't know. Like, I want my kid to be the best thing. Doesn't that put a lot of pressure on your kid? No. Because they just have to be happy and healthy. And you kind of win. I don't, or, but, you know, not everyone gets to do that. Some people die. Try, I don't know. It's wild. You got to live moment to moment. I've appreciated that about quarantine. It's like, oh, there's work going on. But I'm working from home. But I have to take a 45-minute break to to lie in bed with my baby. Oh, why don't I just be here in bed with this baby and fucking chill out work there's chaos at work the workers are revolting uh yeah but my favorite yeah. memory of smiles, smiles. Is sorry smiles the reason why he's called smiles because he was perpetually smiling all the time like on some of those new and improved joker products <laughs> smiling so they, 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 they called him that at school at Central. So like people, know, most people just know him as Andy. I'm sure. Was he the basketball player? He was an, He was a great basketball player. He was a big man. He's like he's like six eight, six nine. That's right. Because you guys had like your little like. No, he was good. He was good. He was a good player. I forget. Was he at Biola or Bible College? Guy? At Central, yeah. He was the guy. Like, you had like your rinky dink Central team, and he had like this ringer that was like a crazy yeah. good guy. He was six eight. He was six nine. He was a big man. I remember one time he separated his shoulder and kept playing. He was he was a t- 
tough I dislocated guy. my pinky playing flag football. And on the field, grabbed it, gave it a good old tug, failed to successfully put it back in and keep playing. Had to walk off the field like a little broken, broken man. But um, my favorite Smiles memory is we all, we went spring break St. Louis. It was me and my friend Henry and Eric and his cousin Jeremy. Did you arch it up? Smiles. No, we, because the arch was closed. Did you do a Budweiser tour? It was all, that shit was all closed. We went there at night. We tried, (laughs) but we went to go see Wesley Willis. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, but half of us couldn't get in because they're underage. (laughs) Smiles was underage. Did you get in? I got in. And you just left him there? Well, we went in for a little bit, and we kind of traded places, and then some of us snuck in. And Our record, one time, me, Dustin, and a random friend, I think three of us got into a, a bar in Berkeley on one ID. Because <laughs> it was an out-of-state ID, and it was a, a white dude's ID, expired years from the issue date, and it was a white dude with a shaved head. And none of us had shaved heads, but we were all white dudes, so the bouncer was just like. Then you like recycled it. Yeah, it was like go out for a smoke, then you know, you already have a stamp, so you hand off the ID. Yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah, and then, um, but I remember we we got we saw Lillian, Wesley. If you're listening to this, there's new technology now. You'll get busted. <laughs> we saw Wesley walking into the venue, and he was just. He just looked at us and was like, drop... Lillian's my daughter, who's one year old. He was just like, drop the bomb. Drop the fucking bomb. Drop the bomb. He just kept saying it over and over again. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> and and then we um, bought uh, Smirnoff Ices. So you had sugar hangovers the next day. And... We were probably so you didn't get hangovers. No, we... Tried to get Andy to, we tried to get Smiles a drink and he absolutely refused. Well, that's depression and funds. But it was just fun messing with him about it and uh, he was a, just a fun guy to was hang he out a, with. Yeah, my, bo- uh, my body's a temple kind of a guy or a straight yeah, he, edge guy he's, or what? He was like, just pretty much. I don't want to make Jesus cry guy. I just don't think he was interested. Yeah. It's not for everybody, it's dumb. I haven't drank in six hours. <laughs> he had. But he was, and then I met him and Eric because... Him and Eric? Awesome job. Yeah. Fun times. Uh, We were not allowed. It was, like, against school rules to see R-rated movies. And, um, but I went and saw Jansen and Bob Strike back in theater, of course. And Eric and Smiles were in the theater that I was in. I didn't know them. But they were there, and we kind of eyeballed each other, and I was like, oh, shit, are these guys going to report me? Am I in trouble now? No, they got you, you got them. Exactly, and we became bros, because we saw each other in the theater, and then we started talking, and I was like, oh, yeah, I have all the Kevin Smith movies back in my dorm. I have all the... Did that make going to the movies more thrilling, because you're being bad, you weren't supposed to do it? I mean, there was an element to that. But it was just like, I'm going to go to the movies. They can't tell me what to do. <laughs> Did you know anyone who got in trouble for going to an R-rated movie? I never knew anybody. Because that just comes from people being mad and narking on other people. I never... I don't think they ever enforced that one. It was usually people drinking. Or girls getting pregnant. Or girls getting pregnant. or Because like one time... Well, one time, one of my own kids on my floor, I was on, I was the RA of the freshman floor, reported me for watching an R-rated movie with some other students, and they didn't do anything. Got the Mike Mason treatment. We were watching, and we were watching some bad shit. We were watching each, we were watching Ichi the Killer. <laughs> the movie's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> When I was an RA, I wrote up my student. I wrote up a student one time. For what? Riding a tricycle, no, riding a unicycle in the hallway. And I said, "I'm writing you up for this, so I don't have to write up anyone else for doing nitrous or smoking weed or doing blow." (laughs) Yeah, I never. 
had like anything like that happen. Cause, like, our poppers. Dorms. That's what they called it. Poppers? Yeah. What's poppers? That's nitrous. Okay. You need to pop them. You need like a popper to open it. I always, for some reason, because like... Oh, the poppers can also refer to like anal nitrate to like loosen your sphincter, I think. I just know some people, there's like drug, the drug poppers, and you can buy it at the store? Well, I, I, I'm not the expert. You have to talk to my residents. <laughs> at Central, all the partying happened off campus. I never deal with anything on campus. Yeah. I drank beers in my room like once. I had beers. At San Francisco State, we threw a keg party in the bathroom. And nobody got caught. And they were so... Well, everybody got caught, but they never found, like, the ringleaders. And, like, I was dating the RA who helped organize it. Yeah, Esther knows what's up. And it was just kind of like, you know, no one narked on anybody else. And most people got off scot-free. This other dude threw a kegger before ours in his room just kind of by himself and got kicked out of the dorm. So it was just ridiculous that I was like, what did that big thing? I remember like there was like just a keg in the shower stall. It's great. Didn't you have a keg in your room at some point that you got from somewhere? I don't know if I ever had a keg in my room, but I had a friends that did and we kept it on the down low, not like throwing a party. And this was, this was different from the keg that the keg party in the bathroom but the trick was is if you're doing on the down low you can't like finish a keg and like <laughs> for like four to eight guys yeah you said you were trying to finish the beer so and- luckily i had a sprained ankle so when we go to the dining commons we'd bring a suitcase and we're like we need a suitcase full of ice and they're like hmm why and we're like <laughs> for my ankle duh we're not going to refill a keg with ice <laughs> but yeah those good times but my friends another keg there's so many good keg stories from college at SF State these were they, they went to a Giants game bought cheap tickets were drunk game ended on the way out they were walking by and you know how you know it's like a mass exodus and especially in stadiums like that that just dumps right out into like the street of downtown mm-hmm. and they just picked up a keg and walked out of the stadium with it. <laughs> and they took it to their house they lived off campus those were two they took it to their house um, it was Cinco de Mayo that weekend, so we had a keg of, and it was like a great beer because it was ballpark beer and it wasn't a cheap one. It was, I, I, it was Red Hook ESB, mm. and we took it to Golden Gate Park and had a barbecue on Cinco de Mayo in Golden Gate Park, played volleyball, and that was like the same week I found out I was accepted to UC Berkeley as a transfer student, and it was one of the best kegs my lips ever tasted. Mm, Red Hook ESB. Extra special bitter. Is that what it means? Beer nerd. You're a beer nerd. I don't know, man. When are we going to do a beer nerd uh, podcast? Our bottle Those bottle are downs. so over. Bottle bros. Those are over, man. Ah, oh, dude. Plenty of outer. I love it. Mm, oh, dude. There's something like a good Belgian wit. There's been a wit and a wheat beer. Okay, we're done ever talking about beer on this podcast. Do your beer guy voice. Say something nerdy about beer in a weird beer guy voice. Uh, This is super hoppy and very tasty. That's just, you're just an Oregonian. The flavor profile. I love that, like, we haven't really woke to systemic racism, but I believe what gives me hope that we can is that as as, as Americans, I think we came to agreement that, hey, you know what, we were wrong about hoppy beers. And it's trending away from hoppy beers. Am I am I wrong? I don't know. I like hoppy beers, but it's not for a while there. It got pretty crazy. You know, it's like same thing with racism. Like, ugh, it's racism. It's getting out of hand. Just tone it down. Tone it down, Sierra Nevada. I don't know. I still like some torpedo IPA. Hey, man, I have my Racer Five, dude. If you're doing it, go all the way. Or my favorite IPA is Knuckle Sandwich. No, we're not doing a beer podcast. This is Oscar Olympics. Now we're behind schedule. We got to tear through these. Okay, we got Shit. Olympic trials. Man. 97. Well, we were paying tribute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were. R.I.P. Smiles. Um, what are we going to start with? We're going to start with uh, Best Supporting Actors. Sure, it's traditional. 
Alright, so starting with 1997, we got the winner, Kim Basinger, for LA Confidential. No, she's not getting out of the trials. What? Just because it was you're like... you're an LA the, Confidential fan. I'm a fan, but like, just because she was cast as, in like the most... It, she's still wooden, but it's like, this part called for a wooden actress. <laughs> I don't know. Alright, we got John Joan Cusack um, from In and Out. I like that she's nominated, but no. Mini Driver, Goodwill Hunting. She she can get out of the Olympic trials. Um uh, if we're not going with Kim Basinger, then the next one is my pick, Julianne Moore for Boogie Nights. Just cause really? Here's my alternate to get out this year. And we got Gloria Stewart for Titanic. I, I like it's old been Rose, eighty, but years. I can't. You gotta cut her off because, you know, like I said, you know, for a lot of teenage boys that were going through a lot of hormones, you know, there's a very important scene where it's like, oh my goodness, Kate Winslet, let me do what teenage boys do, but let me do it fast enough that I finish before it crossfades to old Rose. <laughs> and that fear of old Rose means I'm eliminating her from contention. <laughs> did, that, did that ever happen to you? No. No? Yeah. More of a Billy Zane kind of a guy? No. Yeah, so no. Now, let me know if you think this is supporting or if I should save it for best uh, actor, maybe, actress. What about... I'm always saying comedy is underappreciated. What about Lisa Kudrow? From Mama Michelle's high school. Isn't that a lead role? I mean, it's a shared bill. I don't know. Is that lead? But That's a lead. <sighs> well, I don't like anybody I like. I mean, I say Mini Driver or Julianne. Julianne Moore. We don't have to fight about it. Well, I just watched Google like Hunting and Mini Driver's great, but I also just watched Boogie Nights and Julianne Moore is really good. She goes... She plays this troubled coke addict. I like that Mini Driver pulled off like a non-pretentious but posh accent. Right? Isn't that real? It's not real? No, I mean, it is real. But, like, it's so genuine that, like, it's an accent and she sounds hoity-toity. But it sounds authentic enough that it's like, oh, it's not alienating me. I don't know. But it's also still romanticized. It was good. Alright, so we're giving it to Driver or more? More. Giving it to the redhead. But if you ask me, that was an easy part. Alright. 1998, we got Judy Dench winning for Queen Elizabeth and Shakespeare in Love, as you pointed out, one of the briefest roles. No, she can't get that. Okay, we got Kathy Bates in Primary Colors. We got uh, Brenda Blethyn in Little Voice. No, this is just... Rachel Griffiths in Hillary and Jackie, which I have seen, and she's great. Lynn Redgrave in Gods and Monsters. I even have a controversial choice. What's your controversial choice here? Julianne Moore again. For which one? Big Lebowski. Yes, I agree completely. We're getting to the Lebowski's. Julia Moore, she 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 has she won an Academy Award yet? Not yet. Man, we gotta. I don't know. Maybe is she? Like you mean ever? Ever. Uh, no. I think she just got nominated. She got a few nominations. Maybe we should fix that because this is peak Julianne Moore. We're getting into. Oh, wait, did she win for, uh, like, Kids Are Alright or something? I don't think so. We'll, we'll cover that when we get there. The internet will correct us. Alright, so that's your pick, too? Yeah. Alright, so moving on to 1999. 99. We got Angelina Jolie winning for Girl Interrupted. She retained that? Is that what, what? What else is that? This is ninety nine. You got Tony Collette for Six Sense. I forgot she was in that movie. 
She was so good as that mom. Yeah, she's not into very much at all. Catherine Keener for being John Malkovich. There's good part. No. Okay. Samantha Morton for Sweet and Low Down. Chloe Sevigny for Boys Don't Cry. Oh, I know who you want to pick for this. Who? You want uh, Helena Bonham Carter for Fight Club. I do. I mean, I'm staring at it right now. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You'll give me that. Oh, I thank you. I think that's a good choice. Uh, how about this? Courtney Love, Man on the Moon. I think she deserves it more. She would have deserved it more for People versus Larry Flynn. Okay. But okay. she is really good, Man on the Moon. And so, we'll talk more about Man on the Moon. So we need a gold medal match. We also have, well, we're not done. We're not done? We got 2000. 2000. Holy shit. It's going to be. It's going to be a. Okay, so who's our 99 pick? Helbon Carter, HPC. Okay. And then we got 2000. Well, this is a bunch of people. I mean, well, t- okay. We got Marsha Gay Harden winning for Pollock. No, that that was, I saw that movie even. <clears throat> no. Judy Dench, Chocolat. Get out of here. I even saw that movie. My pick, Kate Hudson, Almost Famous. Francis McDormand, Almost Famous. And Julie Walters, Billy Elliot. The war, this award, I believe, historically was created to reward performances like Kate Hudson's and Almost Famous. I'll give you that. It's great. But the challenge is like, it's like what the award's created for, but I think Frances McDormand's better in that movie. Kate Hudson is so good. She's so perfect in it, but is she acting hard? I think so. I don't think she. If you, compare it, to I don't her, think if you compare it to her other work, I just think it's. The, I just think it's one of the best roles of of the, of that for someone that age of my lifetime, and she didn't fuck it up. And it's great, so she deserves it. Okay, well let's let's go. To Francis Mc. You don't you 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 think of almost famous. You don't think of Francis McDormand. You think of. All right, I think we're gonna have to have a, a we're gonna have to have a play in for the gold medal match. You're gonna have to get Julianne Moore facing off against Julianne Moore on one side to get into the gold medal match. We got Julianne Moore, Julianne Moore, Helen Bonham Carter, and Kate Hudson. I think this is gonna be between Julianne Moore and Lebowski and Helen Bonham Carter and Fight Club. I agree, hundred percent. Now, which Julianne Moore, Eugene Lebowski? Yeah. State your case. What? What did she do in Lebowski that she's so deserving? Why does? Why is it this? Uh, over? the weird accent, just the her various character work. It's a really weird. Is that her in the harness? Yeah. Okay, based off of that, I think she gets a goal. And I, I, I like HBC with silver. And I think we, we give Hudson the bronze. Okay. Okay. Sometimes this podcast is easy. And if you disagree, shout us out on Twitter. At Brendo Man. At Randy Tutone. You're on Twitter? Yeah. You never post on there. Doesn't mean I'm not on it. You're a comedian. You should be on Twitter all the time. I, sh- I tried. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't think You're, it was my lane because Miles K before Twitter had his website clever things to say. And I was like, oh, he's a comedian whose talents translate to Twitter. I'm a comedian who just, you know, I think I'm more of a troll than a humorist. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm self aware. I try not to be, but it just it didn't fit. Yeah, I, I was off Twitter for a while. I got mad. I, a bunch of Star Wars fans attacked me. Oh, oh, Star Wars fans attacked Brenda for what? Because I said that the Phantom Menace was shitty. Oh, okay, most fans agree with you, so I don't want to. It's just they got really personal and it didn't like it. And like there were random people calling me all kinds of names. It just really bothered They're me. They're not even real. I know, but it just really bothered me. So I was off it for like two years. But we got a lot of yeah, medals. Right. 
I'm a supporting actor. Just let me. Yeah, we gotta keep going. <laughs> All right, supporting actor. We got uh, 97. Robin Williams winning. For Let's just good- give it to him. We we can just. Nothing's beaten that, right? From that year. I mean, you got Burt Reynolds and Boogie Nights. That's the wrong Boogie Nights. John C. Riley, Phil Seymour Hoffman from Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah, it's true. That's not even the right Boogie Nights. Burt Reynolds is really good. Is he? He's yeah. just confused. No, he's good. I just watched it. But Phil Seymour Hoffman is fucking amazing. John C. Riley is fucking amazing. Do your idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Oh, whoa. You've got like a little like bubble. Yeah. I'm going to have to give that to you. Um, so. But Robin Williams and Good Will Hunting is. It's just like. Those monologues. Imagine hugging Robin Williams in that movie. That hug. I mean, that was my comment. We were watching it. I'm like, man, Matt Damon is so lucky he got to hug Robin Williams like that. That, That's worthy. On to... 98. We got James Coburn, Affliction. He's the winner. No, not happening. Um, I have a pick. It's outside (laughs) of this. But first, let's go through these. We got Robert Duvall for A Civil Action... Ed Harris for The Truman Show, Jeffrey Rush, Shakespeare in Love, Billy Bob Thornton, Simple Plan. I don't like any of them. I like Billy Bob in Simple Plan. It's no. Really but my pick is John Goodman, Big Lebowski. <sighs> okay, this is going to be a battle. Okay. <laughs> What's your pick? Benicio del Toro, Fear and Loathing. Oh, shit. I remember rewatching and rewinding that movie and being like, is that a prosthetic gut? And I'm like, I am more impressed with his physical transformation into into Johnny Depp's into Johnny Depp's lawyer, Gonzo Journalism. Fair and low that's Hunter no, Walter Sochek. Walter Sobchek, is he to me he's he's like um to me he's like an Emmy He's a, he, t- he seems like a top shelf sketch character, well executed. But so does Benny Soto. I just think that he's just so wild. All right, maybe we can have them both. Can we kick somebody out of ninety nine? I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, I don't think. What we got? Meatloaf and Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, let's let's circle back to it, but. Alright, um, 98.9, we got Michael Caine, Cider House Rules. Michael Caine. Tom Cruise, Magnolia. Can you say in a deep voice, my cocaine? My cocaine. My cocaine. My cocaine. That's how you do it. Thank you, other podcasts that have done that before us. Tom Cruise, Magnolia. See, I think... Michael Clark Duncan. No. Green Mile. Jude Law, Talented Mr. Ripley. That's Uh, some good shit right there. Again... Where's Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah. Haley Joe Osmond, Six Cents. Michael Caine won. That's garbage. He had a funny speech where he's like, and Tom Cruise, you wouldn't like the pay of supporting actors. I was like, that's funny, but... Well, Cider House Rules is like really... It's like a sad movie about abortion. Dumb. Why are they worrying the men performing in it? Dumb. So you think Tom Cruise... They made a movie about abortion and the men were the heroes. That's how fucking dumb the patriarchy is. Um, fuck, dude. I'm going to give this a Jared Leto and Fight Club. <laughs> this is a supporting actor? Yeah. For 99? Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm throwing a curveball into this entire category. What's 2000? 2000 is Benicio del Toro winning for traffic. I'm down with that. Yeah. Jeff Bridges contender, Willem Dafoe Shadow of the Empire of the Vampire Shadow of the Empire. Shadow of the Vampire. Albert Finney Aaron Brockovich Joaquin Phoenix Gladiator. Okay. So Benicio does get his, but I saw both those movies, and it's like, they were like, 
you know, Benicio Otorio, he's, 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 he's Latino, he's not Mexican, and he, he became Mexican for that role, and that's cool. That's cool. But I would rather see Benicio in Fear and Loathing. That was amazing. Like, that character's great. He, he almost outshined Johnny Depp as Hunter did. S. Thompson. Walter Sochek. But here's what I'm thinking, like, you know, is there is there a supporting nod for for someone in what about what about Fishburne in the Matrix? Mm. Uh, no. Nah. All right. All right. I will let you. We're gonna we're gonna jump ahead to the gold medal match. You get one. I'm putting one in. I'm putting John Goodman in. All right. I am putting in for supporting actor. And I think I'm going to win this. You don't even know who it is. What? And this this period of Oscars, very, very white. But I'm putting in against John Goodman. I'm putting in fucking Chris Tucker as Ruby Rod. Oh, shit. I still think he gets silver. What? Yeah. You're taking... You're taking I love Ruby Rod, but not as much as Walter. I have a Walter Sochek t-shirt. All right, I'll give it to you, bro. You're right. I mean, that's, like, iconic. Like, that's more iconic than the dude. Yeah, for me, I don't, I'm don't. i not even putting Jeff Bridges into contention here. I'm putting... But if I got to pick something from Lebowski... Yeah. All right. So we got gold, your guy, silver, my guy. Who do we want with the bronze? Benicio, Fear and Lowly. Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. If you have to pick out all that. Sorry, Robin Williams. Yeah, you deserve better. Alright, moving on. Actress. How are we doing? Here, good. We're doing good. We're doing good. We're cooking. We're not... <clears throat> you were working at a movie theater in 99, right? I saw most everything. And 2000 or just 99? I was working at a movie video store in 2000. Oh, yeah, and you got screeners. And then I, I was also working at a video store when I got to college. A cool one. Oh, yeah, Francisco. you worked at, like, a, a cool... They had, like, sorted by director and genre. Staff picks, baby. I don't work there long enough to get staff picks. Hmm. I tried to let the video star that I wanted him to, they wouldn't let us do staff picks. Yeah, bummer. That was my dream, was to have Brendan Shelf. Oh my god. And someone would be like, are you Brendan? Yeah, I would like your movies. And then you get married. Is that the dream? I mean, having a blog and telling people to watch shit. Here's what sucks about those video stores. They also have adult sections. Adult, adult sections. So you get your own staff pick, but then you get to see strangers and friends renting porn. Yeah, we didn't have porn in my store. All right, let's get this. Let's get there starting with right, a nineteen ninety seven Best Actress winning Helen Hunt. As good as it gets. Losing HBC Wings of the Dove. Um, HBC Wings of the Dove. Julie Christie Afterglow. Judy Dench Mrs. Brown. Kate Winslet Titanic. Do you, you have alternates that are off the grid? Not for 97. Wait, yes, I do. I have an actress 97. Yes. Pam Greer, Jackie Brown. I love it. I was going to make an argument for Kate Hudson, though. Oh, no, no. For Kate Winslet. I mean, I could see Kate Winslet. She was my pick that year. But I like as good as it gets. I like Helen Hunt. But I think Jackie Brown is... That and Pam Greer is extremely underrated in that movie, and it's an underrated movie. Yeah, didn't a lot of the actors get nominated around her? Forster got nominated. That's it, and he deserved it. He deserved a nomination, but Michael Keaton didn't get nominated. Samuel Jackson didn't get nominated. Robert De Niro didn't get nominated. You can even put Bridget Fonda in there. Yeah. I think Samuel Jackson's hair was too much for people. That's when he had the long hair. <laughs> the, the Jerry curl, yeah. We didn't have the curls, it was just long and flat, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Jerry curls was pulp, that was dope. Pulp was Jerry curl. 
Fuck yeah, I'll give it to Pam Greer. All right. But that was just from that year. Yeah. Um, then 98, we have Gwyneth Paltrow, Shakespeare in Love, winning. Kate Blanchett, Elizabeth, Fern- Fernanda Montenegro, Central Station, uh, Meryl Streep, One True Thing, Emily Watson, Hillary, and Jackie. I have tried hard to do research on these, and a lot of these movies are not available. <laughs> That's fine. What are we in, 98 still, or, or 99? This is 98. What about Christina Ricci, Buffalo 66? <laughs> really? She's amazing. Yeah, she's really good. She's just spanning time. It's a good movie. I can't remember anything else from that movie. That's Vincent Gallo, right? Yeah, I think a copy of it. I used to have a DVD, but I have a DVD somewhere that Mark and I, Mark Gregg, were so obsessed with that movie that he had rented it from a video store in Berkeley and never returned it. And Mark was renowned for that. And I eventually kept it. His old video store copy. So for that alone, given Richie the nod. I mean, when the culture was really good, Shakespeare in Love is good. I we just watched it. Was she convincing as a man, though? No, not at all. But was she supposed to be? No, but I don't know. All right, now, this is a tough. This this next year tough. Uh, a little tough. Maybe not. She's... Just think of Goop. Take it away. Alright. 99. Hillary... If, if she doesn't get this Academy Award, maybe she doesn't go on to found Goop, and that's a good thing, so I'm fine. <laughs> Sorry. 99. Hillary Swank winning for Boys Don't Cry. Now, is this problematic for you? Ah. <sighs> Back in the day, it was just a step, but it's like... The other thing is, I... I, In 1999, this was groundbreaking. It was groundbreaking. And here's the thing, like, I went to UC Berkeley and studied theater in San Francisco at the the most progressive, and they've since been thrown, rightfully so, to the wolves for being systemically racist, ACT Theater in San Francisco. I took an audition technique class there. And one of the units, like one of the alert units was on, okay, so have your monologues, you know, find one that's appropriate for your type. But it's also valuable to demonstrate that you have a hidden ethnicity. And the teacher, this person, I was like, for me, see, I'm straight, but I get great parts as, as, as Jewish all the time. And like, in like you, if you're like Italian, you should play, you can play like, you know, Latino. So that like you're teaching. Jesus Christ. Dude. And he called it hidden ethnicity. It's like that. That's that's just wrong, and it's one thing to like. We're, I remember a different class. I was like, "Hey, you're doing like a character based, you know, kind of lip sync. Don't do blackface. <laughs> like that's one thing. But like, you know, a top tier, Lord A professional equity theater, you know, being like, it's totally cool for like you to pretend to be another. Yeah. Now this is another thing. Um, and Does it's Meryl Streep get nominated for every single thing that she's in? Pretty much. Sorry to break your train of thought there. It's just like... Those stories should be told. Because there's actors now, you know, that now, fill those roles. There were, there, but there that's a, then. It, you're I'm rewriting sure history. Then. There were... Are you telling me there weren't actors? I'm sure actors? there was. I'm saying, no. They found... They had a trans actor in... I can't honor it. What else? Alright, we got Annette Benning. It doesn't do it better, but it's, you know... Annette, we saw that movie with Mark. Remember? I think Annette Benning in American Beauty was awesome. She was amazing. That I, I haven't been rewatching it, but you know, at work, you know, I was talking to my coworkers like I just trying to like make, you know, make thirty calls today, make thirty. I'm like, I, and then I started I telling her at this house, house today. To give it to her. Plus, she's have to put up a baby for all those years. I remember she was like pregnant when she was doing the Oscar rounds for this. Yeah. Um, we also have Janet McTeer, Tumbleweeds, Julianne Moore, End of the Affair. When is Meryl Street Music of the Mia Heart? Mia Jovovich coming into play? She she learned her own language to play the Fifth what Element. Was that ninety seven? That's in there somewhere. That was ninety seven, bro. Is it is it Oscar worthy? I don't think so. No, I just love it. 
But I know you love that movie. Shout out to the Band-Aids. All right. Uh, 2000. So what are we doing for 99? Betting? All right. All right, 2000. We got Julia Roberts winning for Aaron Brockovich. No. Mom's favorite. Sorry, Mom. You can. You should have been on the podcast. I watched Aaron Brockovich with Mom. And I was like... And I do not like Julia Roberts. And I was like, she's good. This is good. Who Who else was, was popping? Uh, we got... Uh, I'm just looking at my notes. Sorry. We got Joan Allen for The Contender. That would be my pick. Julia Binoche for... Oh, wait. No, Binoche. that's not my pick. That's not my pick. Julia, Julia Binoche for Chocolat. That's your pick? That's not my pick either. And it's Chocolat. Chocolat. Ellen Burstyn. Requiem for a Dream. And my pick, Laura Linney for You Can Count On Me. Yes, I was thinking, I was hoping that would come up. Lonergan play. I love that movie. I, you, you, I remember I watched, you had it on video, and you made me watch it. Yeah. You were like, this is really good. Because I remember I would come I visit... was a screener I stole. I would come visit you. It was, it was a screener. I would come visit you, and you'd be busy as hell, so you'd just get me a ton of movies and be like, here... It's because you come visit me and you'd be scared to go into San Francisco. Yeah. Well, I was a wuss. Yeah. I did it a few times on my own later. Yeah. But I would be left to my own devices a lot. Yeah, because I was in college going to class. Yeah. You're making me sound like, and you left me in a room. You One, you were older than me. You were like 20. Yeah. I wasn't saying you left me. I was saying I was... I watched How did movies. you even get up there? Did you, did you drive? Did you take a train? Did you fly? Uh, you like, didn't have your car. You didn't drive it. Took the, I flew a couple times and took the train up. Yeah. Took the train up a couple times. It's a long train ride. Yeah, and you had to take a bus at part of it. Ugh, it doesn't it connect the whole I had thing. to do that with a sprained ankle. But then I got to Jesse's house and his mom gave me like a Vicodin. And it was like the coolest thing anyone ever done for me. <laughs> Alright, so here's our best actress uh, choices. Pam Greer, Christina Ricci, Annette Benning, Laura Linney. Alright, I think Pam Greer and Annette Benning are in the gold medal match. I would put Pam Greer and Laura Linney in the gold medal match. Let's do it. Who do you got? I got Pam Greer. I like it. I mean, it, to play like that's like fucking icon status. I could watch Jackie Brown a million times. I fucking love that movie. I don't care. I wish Justin was here because when I told scene? that to Justin, he told me that Quint, it's it's Jackie Brown is for Tarantino is Tarantino for people that don't like Tarantino, whatever that means. Well, if, but they're still feeding it, right? They're feeding it. There's Bridget Fonda's feet. <laughs> All right, so my favorite scene is when is just everything, but was Chris Tucker in that? Is it Chris Tucker? Yeah, Laura Linney, dude, that was a good. I mean, Ruffalo's a great. Scene Ruffalo, here's here's a Ruffalo deep cut. I always there would be Ruffalo haters, and I'd always point to this to Ruffalo haters. So method actors worship at the altar of the Strasbourg studio. The method actor, the guy that taught Brando, he had a you know a rival teacher, Stella Adler, who also like went to Russia to learn from Stanislavski in Russia, and because she questioned Strasbourg's technique, and in acting class at Cal. We had a teacher, though, that he basically got his, like, position by being, like, the guy that, like, ghostwrote all these famous acting teachers' biographies, Professor Mel Gordon. And he had this great story, this great tape. He, he taught at NYU, like, Adam Sandler when he was, like, a kid when he was at NYU. But he also um, knew and had this tape of Stella Adler when she was very, very old teaching. And in her class was a young kid that she just tore apart after doing this scene and the young kid she was ripping apart and totally just like just the picture the most like demeaning 
Like, this is theater, young man. This is how you do it. You know, she was known to, like, take out her breast and, like, taunt students who she knew were gay and be like, this this doesn't move you because you are the way... She was insane. (laughs) And you get to see her in, like, peak, like, end of, like, maybe even a little, like, loony, just shredding, ripping to shreds a young Mark Ruffalo. This is the greatest thing I ever saw. That's cool. Mark Ruffalo being doing scene study class with Stella Adler, who was a contemporary of Strasbourg and studied directly with an old as fuck Stanislavski, the creator of method acting. This is now an acting history podcast, and it's over. So who's your pick for gold medal? Jackie Brown. All right, silver goes to Annette Benning, bronze, Laura Linney. No, you don't. You, she was in the gold medal match. She gets silver. Laura Linney gets silver. Oh, that was Annette Benning and Pam Greer. Okay, yeah, I'm fine. Split silver, no bronze. Okay. All right, moving on. Our final category for the night is Best Actor. Definitely going to have to do some revisions here. Because there's some goofy shit. Um, 1997, we have Jack Nicholson, As Good As It Gets. Why can't you have nice stories? People get along and make tuna salad. (laughs) Uh, Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting, Robert Duvall, The Apostle, Peter Fonda, Yulie's Gold, and Dustin Hoffman for Wag the Dog. That's all garbage. Was there anything other than Nicholson? Uh, I mean, Samuel Jackson, Jackie Brown. No, we talked about the hair. <laughs> Nicholson keeps it. All right, we'll give it to Nicholson. I like as good as it gets. God damn it, computer. Sorry. Do your updates. What the fuck? Why is this beeping? Like, what, what the fuck? All right. Um, okay, so Nicholson for 97. All right, 98. This has to change. Uh, Roberto Benigni winning for Life is Beautiful. You can't win an Oscar for an acceptance speech, so no. Uh, Tom Hanks, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, my handshakes. Ian McKellen, Gods and Monsters. Ooh, he was so good in that. Nick Nolte, Affliction. Edward Norton, American History X. I have two. Well, I have one. Actually, I have, yeah, I have one outside pick for this. What do you want? Bill Murray Rushmore. This is 99 or 98? 98. Johnny Depp, Fear and Loathing. No Johnny Depp, sorry. (laughs) I would have said Vincent Gallo, Buffalo 66. (sighs) I love that movie. For Mark Gregg, he's so good. This is spanning time. We're just spanning time. Why'd you make that face? What happened to that guy anyways? He's problematic, dude. I don't know. Wasn't he problematic? Always. Um, so no. Oh, he made him. the brown bunny. He made the brown bunny. That's this what happened. To most him. famous for getting Chloe Seventy fired because she she asked his D on, on on a movie. I saw the brown bunny in theater. What was that like? Biggest dick I ever saw. Because it was on a screen. I've never seen a dick in a movie theater before that big. <laughs> Did people walk out of the theater? Well, here's the thing. That was at the very, very end. The movie's very, very boring until you get to that point. That was... I just... All I know about... I just, all I remember about the brown bunny was, like, Ebert trashed it. Gaio called him fat. And Roger Ebert's response was, I can always lose weight, but you made the brown bunny. Here's the thing. Is... the sto- What most people know about the brown bunny is, oh, it's that movie where Chloe Sevigny... Uh, is on in cinema with her mouth on a guy's Johnson. Yeah. Um, 
but the context of the scene is never talked about. Have you seen the Brown Bunny? No. So I think I tried to watch and I fell asleep. So Vincent Gallo, like Chloe Sevigny, is like his dead girlfriend. And the blowjob is him after spending like two hours of like mourning and driving a motorcycle. It's him having a sad flashback to an old blowjob. It's like the saddest scene. It's like him reminiscing about a picture like a, a widow or reminiscing about his wife's touch. That's what that scene kind of was. It's a... Ugh. 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 No. No brown bunny. No buffalo. So you like Ed Norton? You like Ian McKellen? I like Ian McKellen. Bill Murray and Rushmore. Yes, do it. But he's... Yes. I don't know. I thought his Oscar shot should have been lost in Dread. I don't even think he's the the main lead. He's not the lead in that movie. He's a lead. Is he, though? Yes, I think so. All right, let's see how he makes it. What else we got? We got Nicholson. Nicholson. All right, 99. We got Kevin Spacey, American Beauty. Russell Crowe, The Insider. No. Richard Farnsworth, The Straight Story. Oh, he was a stuntman. It is Tim Burton's best. Tim Burton? Not Tim Burton. Who directed it? David Lynch, bro. That's the one. I was thinking like a weird guy, but it's like, oh, look, it's like an intelligible movie. Sean Penn, Sweet and Low Down, and Denzel Washington in The Hurricane. I have an outside pick for this. I have... Jim Carrey. Yeah, me to have Jim Carrey also. So we don't need to talk about it. All right. Should we talk about it for the audience? Jim Carrey, Man on the Moon? He's... It's amazing. Yeah, he plays Andy Kaufman. Uh, there's a documentary about his performance. It's totally over top and indulgent, but by I the end of it... I haven't seen it yet. It's good. By the end of it, you're like, he's crazy, but he should deserve the Oscar. For my, my friends... It's like the most method thing someone's ever done. <laughs> My friends Speaking of method acting. were in the movie, in the wrestling scene, and they witnessed Jim Carrey trying to start a fight with Jerry Lawler because he was in character as Kaufman. Yeah, I think he's genius. But Lawler wasn't having it. Any serious actor in their 20s would have done exactly what Jim Carrey did, and he executed it flawlessly. And then he, did, he also did the... Uh... What's the... You had Andy Kaufman, and then you had the... What's the guy's name? Clifton. Tony Clifton. He did that. Did it all. Tony Clifton is one of the best creations in stand-up comedy. Because it's just like... kind of, When I do, like, Gary Busey stand-up, that's my Tony Clifton. You know who we haven't brought up in Best Supporting? And he's had a few great supporting roles? Is Tony Clifton? No, um... Bob Zamunza? Is Jamati, man. Paul Jamati. Uh, Private Parts. Uh, you had your shot. Man on the Moon. Ping pong, right? We've gotten to American Splendor yet? I guess that's coming up. Yeah, coming up. Because I might want to give him some recognition for that. Alright, so that's... So, 99 Jim Carrey. Good. Uh, 2000... This is kind of a whatever year. Uh, Russell Crowe, Gladiator winning. No. Javier Bardem. Mark Craig walked out of that movie. Javier Bardem. I saw Gladiator like three times in the theater. I liked it, but I... Well, you, weren't, you weren't like walking out of the theater being like, Russell Crowe is so best actor of our generation. No. Javier Bardem, Before Night Falls. That was really good. Tom Hanks, Cast Away. I think that might be his best. Ed Harris, Pollock, and Jeffrey Rush for Quills. He's really good. Give it to Quills, man. Yeah, I'm going to give it Wait, to... Wait, do we cancel Jeff? No, Jeff Jeffrey Rush uncanceled himself. Yeah, he's good. He's all good, right? Yeah. Soft spot for Quills, because it was inspired by the story of the Marquis de Sade and one of my best friends. Student-directed... The assassination and persecution of Jean-Paul Moreau, performed by the inmates of the entitlement of the Asylum of Sheraton under the direction of the Marquis de Sade, Marat Sade for short, 
Um, it's kind of like you could. I think of. I always think of Quills as the movie version of that play, which is not really true. But it's kind of two different angles of the same event. It's crazy. He played the Marquis de Sade. He's a creeper. Jeffrey Rush is creepy, but still develops sympathy. It was good. It was really good. He's like writing in his padded cell and shit. Like that was like the Oscar. Yeah. That was like the Oscar like sizzle reel was in Jeffrey Rush, and he's like making poopy. Poopy paintings. Um, my honorable mention for this, but I can't really give it to him, is Chow Yun Fat. In uh, Crouching Tiger and Dragon. Because he's normally like this just pure martial arts guy, and in this movie he had to like act for reals. And I think he conveyed a lot of emotion. No. I love All right. Crouching Tiger, but yeah, you're. Gold medal match. Gold medal match Ooh, is man. between Bill Murray and. I'm going to put Bill Murray and Jim Carrey in there. I like it. I like it. And, you know, this is a match. You know, if it were a wrestling match, there's a clear winner here. Oh, yeah. Kaufman wins. I think so. I like Bill Murray. Silver is not bad. We we gave him an Oscar, finally. So did well, Jim Carrey didn't even get nominated either. And for the old Bronzerino? Give it to Nicholson. No. Why not? I don't feel like it, bro. I don't feel like it. I'm going to give it to... He does uh, use the word fag. Yeah, canceled. And for bronze, I'm giving it to the guy who was the lead in Office Space. Ronald Livingston? Yes. Okay. He anchored one of the best comedies of the past 30 years. He's amazing in it. Yeah. And then he went on, he was in, uh... What was Saving it? Private Ryan. No. Everyone was in that movie. He was in Band of Brothers. He was in Band of Brothers. Which is Saving Private Ryan, the TV show. I love Band of Brothers. I never watched the Pacific. I wanted to save it for a rainy day. Well, why were you snowstorm? <laughs> I know it's got Joseph Maluzo from Jurassic Park in it. We are done. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. We gotta do a Bad Dad, Rad Dad. Put my kid in snow. That's rad. Yeah, your kid is skiing. It's also bad. Why is it bad? Too young. Why do you think it's this? Not too young. No, no, she loves it. It makes me very she proud. She loves it. I mean, I've never, I've literally never been like, there's like a snow hill at the park, and like kids are like screaming and like just sliding down the hill on sleds and stuff, and I have this like 20 month old who's skiing, and everyone's like, <laughs> what? I mean, she's sliding down, like, holding on to it. But she can... It's great. That's the bad end, Rad. I mean, she went skiing, too. She she did it on her own a little bit. Sure. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm not an idiot, bro. You're not an idiot. Love you, bro. You're not an idiot. Tell me I'm not an idiot. You're not an idiot, bro. I love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love, love you, bro. bro.